I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Thank you again for joining me here this week. We have a great episode that I will introduce to you. I'll introduce our guest to you in a few minutes here. But before we get started, I actually have some updates for you and things to share with you so you know what's happening. There's things you need to know. So first of all, I hope everyone's having an amazing new year, 2020. It's feeling good so far, feeling great, actually. I have been wanting to share with you that I've developed this morning routine that feels really, really just so juicy and delicious and nourishing, and it just sets me up perfectly for the day. It's wonderful. So some of what my morning routine includes is I wake up and I eat breakfast first thing in the morning. And my breakfast sometimes changes up, but that doesn't really matter. So I feel my body. I nourish myself first thing when I wake up. And then I make a warm drink of water and a homemade hot chocolate. P.S. You can grab that recipe for my homemade hot chocolate on my website. And then I snuggle up in front of the fire because we got a new fireplace for Christmas. Best gift ever. And I snuggle up in front of the fireplace with my laptop and I do my morning journaling. And then I have been practicing this new thing. And I kind of like had that routine laid out for myself, the breakfast, the morning drinks, and the journaling. And then I started to layer other habits and like practices into that. So the next thing that I layered in was getting my inbox to zero first thing in the morning. And then I actually don't touch it for the rest of the day. And that has been creating so much spacious feelings in my life and allows me to be so much more productive throughout the rest of the entire day. So it feels really, really great. And that was something that I layered in after I had those first few kind of habits or routines set in place. And now I'm layering more things in. So something that I've tried out this week, I am actually on my period. It's day four. If you're listening to this live when I'm recording this, it's day three. And I really love taking the first few days of my period, at least like days one through three. Sometimes I'm feeling more myself by day four, but I really like devoting those first few days of my period 
to just really, really surrendering and totally relaxing and not really doing anything, um, not much movement at all, just because my body and your body at this time, we really need that time for true, complete rest and like ultimate chilling. (laughs) So that's what I've been doing. But I, um, my hips were kind of feeling tight this morning. So I did a 10 minute little yoga flow, um, just super easy stretching and it felt so nice. So now that's going to be the next layer that I'm adding into my morning routine is literally just five to 10 minutes, probably 10 minutes max of just moving my body first thing in the morning just to get everything kind of moving within me, the energy, but also like digestion and my blood and just all of the energy flowing in my body. And it felt so good. So the reason I'm sharing this with you is because these daily like health habits are really important, right? For our overall health. But the thing that really kind of complicates things for people or creates kind of like a barrier or an obstacle for people to do this literally year round is that they take too much of a bite all at once. So I have actually created a 30-day program called the Nourished and Free Method that helps you take one habit at a time and implement it into your life using natural tools, holistic resources, and we touch on all areas of your health. So eating right, moving your body, and also the mental and emotional aspects of your health as well. So I'm really excited for this and I'm sharing this with you because we are running it live starting February 3rd and it will run until March 4th. So it's 30 days. You'll receive access to the online portal where you will receive daily action steps, training videos, and whatever is included for that day. So on some days, you will receive a nourishing feel-good recipe if we're talking about nourishing your body that day. So this is a program that I have created with my team. Like I said, it is called the Nourished and Free Method, and it's very similar to what I just shared with you, is we're taking those daily health habits one day at a time and kind of building on top of each of them. And then by the end of those 30 days, you can really observe what you did over those past 30 days, how it felt for you. Did it feel good? What made you feel your best? And start really creating that feel good routine for yourself that you can actually commit to and not even commit to, but embrace for the entire year and on. So I'm really excited to relaunch this. We ran it for the first time in the spring of last year, and now it is going to be our February program. So every February, we will start this course and January, I'm telling you this now because January is your time to get enrolled. So if you've wanted to become a part of the Nourished and Free Collective, 
This program will actually give you access to everything in the Nourished and Free Collective, but also access to this program for 30 days. So really excited about this. You can go to megtherhn.com slash the method and you'll get all of the info there. I can link it up in the show notes as well. And we would love to have you join us. We had an amazing group of women last spring and now we're kicking it off again because, you know, I'm not all about the 21 day or 30 day crash diets or, you know, fitness programs that you're just it's just too much and that's not what you need so anyways it's about those loving nourishing freeing habits that you do on a daily basis that actually make you feel really great and it's about loving on yourself right so if you ever thought when we first started this year that this year was going to be about taking care of yourself then this program's for you go to megtherhn.com slash the method and i have it all laid out for you there if you have any questions whatsoever shoot me a dm on instagram or email me at meg the rhn at gmail.com and i'll get back to you now that i've shared that with you let's get into today's episode it's so great we are sitting down with amy lee who is my guest to talk all about human design and give us a really thorough introduction to human design. So for those of you who don't know what human design is, you're going to learn all about it from Amy Lee in this episode. I'm so excited for you to learn more because over the past few months, I have really been diving into human design. I'm a two-four splenic manifester. You may not know what that means, but we do talk about what a manifester means. And then in next week's episode, we're actually going to, I'm going to share with you a live recording of my very own human design reading. So that's also super exciting. So these next two weeks, we are devoting fully to human design and learning more about human design and how it can help us be more unbreakable versions of ourselves. And I'm so excited for you to learn with me and grow with me. Thank you again for being here. And now let's head over to my chat with Amy Lee. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on with us this week. I am really, really so pumped for everyone to learn more about human design. Hi, Meg. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Yeah, well, your Instagram page just blew me away. I found you on Instagram and I honestly don't know a lot about human design. One of my best friends, she really, really loves it. And I feel like I got more into Enneagram stuff and really dove into 
all of that Enneagram stuff and I really love it. But now I've been kind of following um, well you and learning from a few other people about human design and it's just fascinating to me. So I wanted to be sure we got you on the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love the Enneagram as well. I think knowing your Enneagram types and your human design, like they kind of go hand in hand, like it's handy to know like the whole picture and they explain different aspects. Yeah, what type are you on the Enneagram? I'm a four with a um, three wing. I'm a four. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Okay, so maybe later on in the episode, once we kind of dive into human design, you can share a little bit more about how you feel like those two, like the human design and the Enneagram can kind of like go hand in hand and help a person throughout their self-development journey and personal discovery. But right off the bat, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners just so they can get to know you a little bit better before we actually get into our conversation? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, my name's Amy Lee. I think of myself as an energy and a soul alignment mentor guide. Um, the work I do combines human design with astrology um, and a a new energy modality called energy and soul medicine that I've been studying for the last year. Um, So the sessions I do are more intuitive, you know, but I look at quite a few charts to get the whole picture of someone. So human design and then various astrology charts. Um, Yeah. And my work seems to have evolved into working specifically with people who have businesses or people who are wanting to start businesses. Um, So I love to do soul purpose reading um and help people align with their soul and their energy in that way oh I love that so how did you get started on your own journey and kind of like what led you to human design Mm. well yeah it's pretty long (laughs) pretty long story but I have always been interested in astrology so that was like I was pretty open to human design when it fell in my lap because I already had such a deep awareness and appreciation for energy and astrology. Um, But once we go into the types, this will make more sense, but I'm a projector in human design and I just always felt like my whole life was like something's missing, like there's some key aspect of myself I'm just not understanding, you know. I'm a projector but I was raised by two generators and I come from a family of generators and manifesting generators. So my energy type is just so different to theirs. Um, So when I found human design, it was like the missing piece, you know, to really understanding how I'm unique, how I'm different and why the strategies that maybe have worked for other people in their lives didn't necessarily always work for me or just didn't feel right for me, you know. Um, Yeah, so it's really just given me like this incredibly deep awareness of myself. Um, and how I'm unique and what my, and it's really helped me acknowledge what my own brilliant skills are, you know, what's my unique genius that I'm here to bring the world. So it's really helped me like love and appreciate myself even more. Mm-hmm. And I want you to m- share more about that, like personal stuff later on. But I do think it's important that we do just a- 
answer the question that maybe a lot of our listeners are thinking about right now. Like, what the heck is human design? Because I know I have been asked that several times just over the past couple of weeks. And as I mentioned to you already, I don't know a lot about human design, so I can't even give someone a definition or even like an accurate description about it. So why don't you answer that for us? Yeah, great. Well, human design, it's a new modality. It was channeled in 1987 by a man named Ra Uruhu. And it's based on the principles of several sort of ancient wisdom systems and teachings. So it's based on astrology. It's also based on the I Ching the Kabbalah and um, the chakra system. But in human design, we have nine energy centers in our body. We're typically, you know, in the chakra system, you're taught that there's seven. So it's a little bit different in that way. Um, Yeah, and what it is, like, really, I think we've been gifted human design, you know, as a collective um, to help us really, really start to bring awareness to the fact that we're not just physical beings. We have an energy body. Um, And what human design does is it translates information from the moment you were born and also from three months before you were born and it and it brings it down in a real tangible way into the body and it highlights how your energy actually works and flows within your body and it highlights your conscious self your unconscious self you know which they refer to as being like your personality versus your design so there's aspects it's just showing you your aspects of of yourself to really, really deeply understand yourself. And then also, yeah, the the bringing awareness to our energy field. You know, there's so much of the population who, you know, think we are just physical bodies. And I think this is sort of the next step in our evolution and that, no, there's so much more to us than that. We're not just this 3D form, you know, Mm -hmm. we have energy and we can make change in our energy field, which then translates into our physical body um, and our physical world. Oh, I love that description so much. And one question that I did get quite often too is a lot of people think human design is something you go on a website and you answer a bunch of questions and then it like it's like a quiz, but it actually is dependent on when and where you were born, right? It is. It is mm-hmm. like astrology mm-hmm. and it, it's quite imperative that you can... Um, have the closest time as possible because that can really shift things if that's off. Um, so knowing your birth time, your birth date and your birth location, you don't have to answer any questions or do any type of quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a personality assessment. So, okay. Now that we know what it is, there are so many different types of like the human design. So you mentioned that you are a projector. I am. So there's projectors, there's manifestors, there's generators, there's manifesting generators, and then there's reflectors. So there's five main types, and then there's two million combinations that make each person really, really different. So no two projectors are going to be the same. But if you can understand your type um, and what the strategy is for your type and then, like, that's the best place to start. Things You'll naturally start to work with your, your how your energy works and your energy alignment just by following your type 
and your strategy and your authority, which you can get for free, you know, online. Anyone can go onto, um, there's a couple of websites, you just put in your birth details and it will tell you those three things. Right. So I feel like this could be a really fun, interactive podcast if everyone kind of put us on pause and then jumped on the internet, um, did a quick Google search on what their human design is. Do you have a favorite website for everyone to figure that out? Yeah, I love mybodygraph.com. Um, I think you can also go to Jovian Archive. Um, but yeah, my body graph, my favorite. That's the one I use too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay, so everyone can put us on pause and come back when they find out their type. Now, do you think it's a good idea if we walk through each one of those types that you just mentioned and we can kind of do a dive into those now that our listeners know what they are? Yeah, perfect. Uh, So I'll start with manifestors. So they're the first type. So they're about 8% of people. Manifestors are people who are here to be the innovators of our community. They're here to be like the fire starters. You know, they come in, they're here to birth new ideas. They're here to be incredibly creative. Um, They move quite quickly. Um, And that's their genius, you know. But the conditioning for a lot of manifestors that they need to work through is that they're told to stick to things or they're told to commit to something or they're told to like find that one career and do that job for 40 years or like, you know they're actually here to move and be changeable and be flexible and be fluid in what they're doing and to follow their urges um you know if they've got an urge that they want to start a podcast like go on and do it um but yeah and in doing that when manifestors are lit up and they're following all their creative urges they're actually creating work and ideas for the rest of humanity so for the other types as well um so yeah so that's manifestors so they're the first type then there's generators who they're about they say they're about 35 percent of people obviously these statistics can be a bit you know, you need to be fluid with them because not everyone's gone online and done these tests. So I'm not sure how they fully know that this is the percentage, but they say 35% of people. Generators are those people that are incredibly, I think generators are incredibly magnetic. You know, they feel really good to be around. They're people that are, they're here to master one thing. Like they're really here to come sort of almost the opposite to the manifestors. They're here to come and perfect and become the masters of their skill set and what it is they're here to do and this work their soul's here to birth. Um, Yeah, so they tend to be, they're the people who will tend to be quite like methodical with things too. Like they don't tend to skip important steps. Like they'll see it through, they'll do it properly when it's aligned for them. The biggest conditioning for them though can be as well that, when something's not aligned anymore, they do need to surrender into that, that it's actually safe to let go of something. The evolution of something needs to change, so they may want to actually like hold on to it. Um, then we have manifesting generators, who they're a hybrid of the two. So they're technically they're generators at the core of it. So they they have this. De, oh, sorry, I didn't say this, but generators have a defined sacral center, which is what gives them life force energy, which, um, you know, when they follow what they love, they ignite this life force energy, which then brings more life energy to, to the rest of us, to the rest of us that don't have this defined sacral. That's how they're here to contribute to the world by following, 
yeah, following what they love and, um, yeah, lighting us all up as they do. And then so manifesting generators, they've got this as well, but they tend to move a lot faster than, than pure generators do. They're designed to be multi-passionate. So I always, to my manifesting generator clients, I always describe their work. It's like a flower. I see it anyway. It's like there might be these different petals of the flower, like different expressions of what their work's here to be, but they'll all sort of tie in and they'll all energize each other. Um, so I have a client at the moment who she has a podcast and she's also got a business and she's about to start another business. And it's like by her following all these things that light her up, she's energizing the whole flower, if that makes sense, energizing all of it. Um, yeah, so they tend to move a little bit quicker than generators. They manifesting generators will, you know, tend to skip steps and they'll, they'll jump through and they'll have all the ideas and they'll be moving really fast. Um, but the beauty for them is in the, the skipping of the steps, they'll generally, when they come back, if they're coming back to retrace and fix something up, there's a reason for it. Like they'll come back and it'll be reborn into something new. Like it's always, so the skipping of the steps is actually a beautiful part of their process. Um, then we have projectors. Projectors are here to be the guides. You know, they're here to help direct the energy of everyone else. So projectors don't have the defined sacral, which is that life force energy. We're undefined there. So for us, it's key to learn to work in spurts, you know, working for a few hours at a time, taking a break. Um, projectors are really here to master systems as well. And projectors really, really see into people. They're here to know people and understand them, and that's how we help guide them. Um, yeah, and yeah, so for projectors as well, it's, it's really important that they find the work that they love and they find this unique thing that they're here to help and guide other people with um, because when they align with that, they're, they're more energised from that kind of work. Um, and so projectors are um, about 20% of people, they say. Um, yeah, and then we have reflectors. So reflectors are really, really rare. They're only 1% of people uh, and they're completely undefined in their energy centres. Um, so all the other types have definition, you know, somewhere else. Um, and the reflectors, they're the evaluators of our world. They act as mirrors for communities, for workplaces, for the collective. Um, so if you work with a reflector, if you have a reflector in your, in your family, like they're their health, their energetic well-being is a, is a reflection of their environment and what's going on. Um, so they're here to deeply, deeply know people as well. Um, reflectors, they're here to be surprised and delighted by life. You know, they're, they're, they're people that are here to really just surrender into like not, you know, the not knowing and the beauty of the mystery of life and what life can bring to them and how it can unfold. Yeah, and I've actually got a few friends who are reflectors, even though they're the rarest type. I've got two good friends who are reflectors, and they're just so wise. Like, they, they just know people, you know. They're the people they come in and they can just feel the energy of the room. Um, yeah, so when they're aligned, they have incredible, incredible potential to be really, really wise and a real asset to society. Yeah, so that's all the types then, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So my best friend is a reflector. So it was really cool to hear you talk about that. And not only is she like my best friend, but we're business partners and we do a lot together. And I just ended like spending 
two weeks nonstop with her. And so to hear that, I'm like, yes, that is so her. So that's amazing. And just with you being an expert in this field, you know how when you meet someone, you can kind of be like, oh, I think they're a Gemini or something like that. Do you ever meet people and you have a sense of what type, like human design type they are? Yeah, typically I know when someone's a projector, I can feel it, Um, but I'm not sure because I'm quite in tune with my energy body. I feel like I can tell when someone doesn't have that defined sacral energy just being around them. Um, But it can be hard with human design because we're so conditioned to live in other ways. You know, a lot of people before they know their human design, they're actually, they think they're living as another type, you know. So I'm a projector, but I was 100% living as a generator um, or even manifesting generator, just like that go, 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 you know, trying to do all the things and not really allowing myself to rest. So you can, but it can be tricky if someone's not in alignment with how they're, they're meant to be living. Yeah, for sure. And just so you know, I'm a manifester. Um, Yeah, yeah. And some of my friends that knew more about human design than I did when I told them my type, they had all ready guessed that that was my type. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool. But okay, so your life... I want to kind of go back to you personally, how you integrated this work into your life to better yourself. Because like you just said, so many of us are kind of living our lives in a way that wasn't how it was intended for us. So you were brought up in a family of generators, but you're a projector. So when you found out that you were a projector, what were some of the changes you started making within your life? Do you know what I'm saying? The biggest one for me was giving myself permission and not feeling guilty when I need to rest. Um, You know, as a projector, like that key, I actually think that's the biggest thing for projectors in um, cultivating your sort of magnetism is that the more we actually allow ourselves to rest and replenish, the more, and, and also indulge in like study and learning things and and cultivating and building our expertise in our craft, the more we magnetise people and opportunities to us. Whereas I, yeah, so my journey is that I I knew that I wanted to work for myself for a long time, but I didn't know like what that was going to look like. So I've studied quite a few different things. Like I've always been someone who needed to be like learning something. And then I got to like 25, 26 and I started to feel a bit like, almost embarrassed by it. It's like, oh, this isn't, you should just do one thing and go off and work in that thing and that should be it. You know, why do I feel this desire to continually keep learning about these new things and new modalities and um, that seemingly don't relate as well? You know, they don't always tie in. Um, so when I found out I was a projector, it really gave me permission. And I'm a 5-1 projector as well, which is um you know, the, the, the one is like the investigator. So it's really, really important for me to build like a solid foundation of knowledge in things. So finding that out was just like this huge permission slip for me to be like, well, I'm probably always going to be studying. I'm probably always going to be learning. And that's beautiful. And that's part of my genius. Um, yeah. And, and also 
for me as projectors as well, you know, we're, we're here to guide the energy of other people, but we really need to be recognised by the people we're going to guide. We need to be invited in to share what we can see. Um, so as a projector, learning not to give unsolicited advice as well, because projectors can tend to see what's going wrong. You know, you can see that, oh, that might not work the best way, or I can do, I just know what's going to happen with this. And you, from a place of like caring and love, you want to help and you want to tell people, but it, if you're not invited in, it doesn't land. Um, so yeah, but it really, understanding my whole design along with you know already having the awareness of my astrology and my makeup in that way we're just like this huge permission slip to just be completely myself and just own it and love it yeah yeah and I that's what I love about this podcast and having these types of conversations is because I think all of us grow up knowing our sun sign, right? And then eventually we learn about some other type of thing about ourselves. And then just over the past year, I started looking at my Enneagram type. And now it's like, now I know my human design type. And there's all these things that we can bring into our lives. And just like you said, it gives us that empowerment or that permission to just kind of like settle into ourselves and be really proud of who we are and I find less judgy and more like oh that's why like that's why I'm creating all these things all the time like it doesn't mean that I'm all over the place or scatterbrained or anything like that it just it's part of who I am and it's like what I'm meant to do. Yeah. And it's part of your genius too. Mm-hmm. So you know how you were kind of talking about almost troubleshooting like the projector if you're feeling out of balance and these are some challenges a projector might experience would you mind maybe like doing the same for the other types? Yeah, of course. So, um, so for manifestors, so your emotional theme is anger. So all the types have, um, yeah, an emotional theme that helps you recognize when you're out of alignment. So for your type for manifestors is anger. So you know when you're feeling angry that something's not working in the right way. Perhaps you're not um, uh, initiating, and perhaps you're not re- um, responding to like the urges that you have to create things. The other big thing for manifestors is that you make sure to inform people of what you're doing. So it's like go out and start the thing, do the creative, you know, expression, but let people know and let let people the people who it's going to affect the most know. Um, but sharing and like keeping people in in the loop. So if you're in a workplace, that can be really helpful to know. You know, if you work in a team um, and you want to do all these things, like just keep your manager informed, you know, that you're doing these things as a big part of your energetic process. Um, But, yeah, for manifestors, it can really be the deconditioning can really be, yeah, around this belief of like, yeah, I'm scattered. I'm all over the place. Why am I I like this? Why can't I just commit to this one thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do it, you know? So yeah, knowing that you're a manifester, it's just like a huge permission slip to like, no, you're here to create. And in creating, that's how you help the collective. You're helping all of us 
because you're creating things for them, say, a generator to come in and respond to um, and then maybe carry on with it or start that, you know, their own thing. Um, or you're creating something for then a projector to come in and help guide the energy of it. So it all contributes to the evolution of everyone else. Um, yeah, then for generators, for them, the biggest thing, because they tend to, generators do tend to sort of commit to one thing, but the big thing for generators is they, they the permission slip for them should be that you're here to do what you love. You're here, like, the more that your work lights you up, the more that, like, everything you do in your life, you're just here to follow what you love and do what lights you up. When generators fall into, say, a job that just they don't enjoy, they don't access that life force spectacle energy. It's like it become, it actually becomes depleting to their energy, which is then depleting to collectively that sort of has a knock-on effect with energy because if they're not engaged and cultivating this beautiful energy within them, it's not contributing to the energy of the world and everyone else. Um, so for them, the biggest, biggest learning is, yeah, following what they love. Um, and then for manifesting generators, it's it's a bit of a mix as well. It's like they need to find what they love as well to access that life force sacral energy. But again, giving themselves permission to be multi-passionate and do all the things that they want to do. Um, so, and that can look, you know, that can, they, they do tend to tie in a little bit more, I find, than what the manifestor might do. The manifestor's things might seem a lot more unrelated, whereas I find with manifesting generators, yeah, there'll, there'll be like a signature theme sort of tying in all the different aspects of it. Um, the emotional theme for generators and manifesting generators is frustration. You know, so when they feel frustrated with something, it's generally a sign that, not to quit, but it's a sign to like something needs to change, something's out of alignment possibly to move on to something else, but it's not always a sign to quit. Some of the things that you're saying is just making me think like, oh my gosh, I've totally had that thought about someone before. Like, you know, they're creating all these things and I'm like, I create a lot of things too, but the way certain people create things, it's like they're so connected with each other. And I always just kind of, admire that and so just hearing you say that it makes me wonder a if they're a manifesting generator and also it just makes me realize that we all have these different aspects about ourselves and it doesn't mean that any one of us are approaching anything in the wrong way you know yeah Absolutely mm-hmm. not. We're all, yeah, we're all designed to be so different and that's beautiful and that's what will help us all evolve, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, oh, so reflectors, so sorry, we've been through the other types and projectors. So reflectors, their theme is disappointment. Um, so they know when they feel disappointment that something's kind of out of alignment. The biggest learning for them is that their environment is so important, like the physical space that they're in and the people they're around every day. If they don't feel good in that environment, if they're around people who, yeah, just don't make them feel good every day, then the permission slip for them should be to change, change their environment and move on. Um, It's so important that they feel really lit up 
and um, balanced and just like well in the environment that they're in because they're taking it in, they're taking in all the energy of the people around them and magnifying it and expressing it and, you know, acting as like the mirror for that environment. So, um, yeah, but again, that, and also for um, reflectors, it's about surrendering into the fact that they're just, they're always evolving, you know, they're here to be changeable, they're here to be fluid um, and just, yeah, surrendering to life and what life can bring them. That's incredible. Wow. There's so much to know. So what do you think the first steps for someone would be when they they're listening to this episode and they know their type, everything you're saying is resonating with them? What do you generally recommend um, those first steps for people to be to work with their human design and start living more in alignment. Yeah. Once you've got, you know, your type, your strategy and your authority down, um, then, and you can find out so much about those three things just online or by following human design um, guides on, even on Instagram, there's quite a few people on there. Like I share a fair bit. Jenna Zoli shares a lot. Like she's got so many great resources, but you can find a lot out about just the basics online for free. Um, a lot of human design readers as well do like written reports that are at a smaller, at a lower cost to begin with. They're a great way to dive in initially and get sort of a, a bit of an understanding. And then depending on what type of learner you are, you know, so I'm an audio learner. So for me, I started um, like buying short audio courses online from Jovian Archive. And also reading all the books, doing all the things. So, yeah, I would then start to look at resources like that. Uh, Karen Curry has some great books that are really easy to digest. The the information in the books by Ra Uruhu are amazing if you want to go on and learn to um, teach and guide people in this, but they're quite heavy and the language is, they're not the easiest books to read. They're big, thick, you know, reference books. So, yeah, if you're just wanting to learn about yourself, there's so much you can find online. And then, yeah, booking a reading with someone who can analyze it for you and guide you through the most important parts for you at the moment. Because, you know, for someone it might be who's going through, say, like something with aligning to the right work for them and discovering their purpose would have would want to receive a very different reading to someone who's trying to determine, you know, um, how to work in relationship better. Um, so, yeah, finding a reader who aligns with what you're wanting to explore Awesome. And you do those readings and those sessions with clients as well, right? Yeah, I do. I think mine are intuitive and um, because I would get blend in other things, astrology and energy and soul. Um, but yeah, I love to work with people on like soul, soul purpose and an energy alignment within business, within the work, because that was my biggest, that's been my biggest learning, you know, it has all been around my work and how do I create a life where, I feel energized every day by the work that I'm doing and I'm not stuck at a, a desk from nine to five, you know, feeling depleted and drained and wondering why I'm so tired. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, the thing. Um, so yeah, finding, you know, certain people will specialize in like health as well. Like Jenna Zoe, she does a lot around like health and nutrition for each type. And then there are even people who specialize in um, understanding your children and their type as well, which is amazing. Um, 
Yeah, because yeah, I could just see how beneficial it would be within families because of just the story you shared with us. Um, Your parents, I guess, probably didn't know their human design. And this was something that you discovered later, right? But how incredible would it be for you to know your own human design and then the designs of your children? But that's another question I was going to ask you. And obviously I like know the answer, but I thought it would be fun for us to talk about like the importance of knowing like your partner's human design or if you're working with a team. I work with a team of women and just I know everyone's Enneagram type and now I want to know everyone's human design because I feel like that will strengthen us as a team. And when I come up with my ideas, I feel like knowing everyone else's um, brilliance, as you said, it will really help us um, come together and actually carry things out more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, it, I, I, I look forward to the day when it's just common knowledge in families and in teams and businesses that you just know everyone's human design. Um, I'm currently yeah, working within a team where we're, we're exploring this within the team, like, everyone understanding their human design and then understanding how to work with each other within small teams within a larger organisation. But, yeah, it's so important to understand, say, yeah, like say you're a manifester and you're teamed up with a projector. Like it could be really, really helpful to have a generator or a manifesting generator in there in the mix working with you, someone who can bring in that life force energy to help energise everyone else. Um, And then just understanding that, you know, say you're a sales team, the manifestor is going to sell very differently to a projector. You know, projectors aren't here to um, give unsolicited advice. They must have to wait for people to come to them and just build the knowledge and the trust in themselves. So, um, yeah, and then understanding, like, particularly with your reflectors. I think if you know who your reflectors are, you know you can get a gauge on the energetic health of the whole team and of the whole company and how everyone's kind of feeling. Um, yeah, and then within your within families as well, just understanding your children, like even different types are designed to eat a little bit differently as well. You know, the non-energy types need to snack more frequently. Um, so you, if you've got a child who's a manifester or a, or a projector or a reflector, you know, making sure that they've got little healthy snacks and they don't need to have like breakfast, lunch and dinner, like just kind of removing that belief system that you just eat three solid meals a day for them, whereas that might suit the generator child, you know. So, um, yeah, and also in family sleep. Sleep is a really, really important one. So when we're sleeping, that's when our energy field actually properly clears itself out. So throughout the day, wherever we're undefined, we're taking in the energy of the people around us and we can hold on to that a little bit. So, you know, having an energetic clearing practice is really good, but also when you go to sleep at night, your field will clear itself naturally. Um, So it can be really helpful to know that if you have a partner who's a generator and you're a manifester and you've got an undefined sacral and he's got a defined sacral, it can be really, really helpful for you to sleep separately a couple of nights a week just so your field can properly clear itself out. Otherwise, you're, you're sort of sleeping and still taking your energy. Um, 
um, and the same with kids too. So people who have like a newborn baby as well and um, a different energy types, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who do co-sleeping and um, and that, but it could be really helpful just to just to have an understanding of that, that sleeping in without being in each other's auric and energy field can be really helpful. So interesting. And that would explain why some people would like thrive off of co-sleeping and other people, it just really doesn't work for them. Amazing. I do not know why I have not done this yet, but I have no idea what Scott's human design is. So right after we're done recording, I am going to jump online and go to my body graph and type him in and see what I'm working with here. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. If you, yeah, with your um, partner and then if you had a, like a partnership with a work um, colleague as well, or say like you with your your friends, you can also, so human design readers will do, can do a reading on your chart on its own, or they can do a synastry chart which is like your chart with your partner's laid over the top. And so when two people come together, we often have what's called electromagnetic channels, which is where there's like this really beautiful flow of energy. You kind of complete each other. And it can be really helpful to understand what they are um, and how your energy is completely defined when you come together as well. Amazing. So do you do that as well for couples? Yeah, I haven't actually done it for couples before, but I've been doing it for people, teammates and colleagues. Okay. Okay. Well, that is awesome to know. Honestly, I could just continue picking your brain all about this, but I want everyone to know where they can find you. I mentioned your Instagram page is phenomenal, but also to book a reading with you or a session with you. It sounds like you're doing a lot of that. And I love how you work in other things like energy work into your sessions with your clients. Thanks, honey. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so my Instagram is where I mostly am. I don't really use Facebook or anything else. Um, So my Instagram handle is Human Design Guide. Um, But my website, which has all more information on me and what I do is Amy
I don't need to look for external validation or guidance. That is beautiful. Oh, I loved this episode so much. You are welcome back anytime, sweetheart. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you, Meg. Such a pleasure. So lovely.